What a joy to come your way with today's edition of the FIFA World Cup show on Christmas Eve. It's one day to Christmas. What a joy indeed. Wherever you are tuning in to this episode from, I give you a warm welcome. Sit back, relax and enjoy the most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. I have love for sports. We've been looking at the journey of how South Africa bid and hosted the World Cup. We looked at the host selection, the qualification, the preparations, the prize money, the venues, the final draw, the opening ceremony. We looked at who the referees are, which players made the various 23-man squad for the, their national teams, the match summary. We looked at the group stage analysis, the knockout stage. Today, which is the last series of the journey to the 2010 World Cup, We'll be looking at the statistics. And what does the statistics say? South African winger Siwe Shabalala was the first player to score a goal in the competition in their 1-1 draw against Mexico. The opening game of the tournament, Danish defender Daniel Eger was credited with the first own goal of the tournament in his side's 2-0 loss to the Netherlands. Argentine striker Gonzalo Higuain was the only player to score a hat-trick in the tournament in Argentina's 4-1 win over South Korea. It was the 49th World Cup hat-trick in the history of the tournament. Spain set a new record for the fewest goals scored by a World Cup winning team with eight goals. The previous record low was 11, set by Brazil in 1994, and with England in 1966, and Italy in 1938 edition of the FIFA World Cup. Spain are the fewest goal scorers for a champion as well. Three different goal scorers. Villa, David Villa with five goals. Andres Iniesta with two goals and Puyol with one goal. Today, we'll be hearing from Puyol on his journey and how the World Cup made a huge difference in his life. We'll be hearing from him shortly. They also had the fewest goals conceded for a champion, which was just two goals they conceded in the tournament, which equaled Italy's record in 2006 and France in 1998. Spain's victory marked the first time that a team won the World Cup without conceding a goal in the knockout stage. The top four scorers in the tournament had five goals each. All of the four top scorers also came from the teams that finished in the top four. Spain, the Netherlands, Germany, and Uruguay. The Golden Boots went to Thomas Muller of Germany, who had three assists compared to the one 
for three others. The silver boot went to David Villa of Spain, who played a total of 635 minutes, and the bronze boot went to Wesley Schneider of the Netherlands, who played 652 minutes. Diego Fulan of Uruguay had five goals and one assist in 654 minutes. A further three players scored four goals. Only 145 goals were scored at the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, the lowest of any FIFA World Cup since the tournament switched to a 64-game format. This continued a downward trend since the first 64-game finals were held 12 years earlier, with 171 goals at France 1998, 161 goals at Japan-Korea 2002, and 147 goals at Germany 2006. What is the disciplinary record and what, was, what did it look like at the 2010 World Cup? 28 players were suspended after being shown two consecutive yellow cards. That is 13 players. A single red card for eight players. A yellow card followed by a red card was recorded for seven players. Shortly after the final, FIFA issued a final ranking of every team in the tournament. The ranking was based on the progress in the competition, overall results, and the quality of the opposition. All 32 teams are ranked based on the criteria which have been used by FIFA. The final rankings was as follows. Spain, the world champions, Netherlands, the runners-up, Germany, third, Uruguay, fourth, Argentina, fifth, Brazil, sixth, Ghana, seventh, Uruguay, eighth. From the ninth to the sixteenth position, these were teams that were eliminated in the round of sixteenth. Japan placed ninth, Chile placed tenth, Portugal, eleventh, United States, twelfth, England, thirteenth, Mexico, fourteenth, South Korea, fifteenth, Slovakia, sixteenth. Teams eliminated in the group stage from ranked from 17th to the 32nd, and namely Ivory Coast, 17th, Slovenia, 18th, 19th, Switzerland, 20th, South Africa, 21st, Australia, 22nd, New Zealand, 23rd, Serbia, 24th, Denmark, 25th, Greece, 26th, Italy, ranked 27th, Nigeria, ranked 28th, Algeria, ranked 29th, France, ranked 30th, Honduras, ranked 31st Cameroon, and ranked 32nd North Korea. The main awards. The Golden Ball was given to Diego Fulan, the Golden Boot, Thomas Muller, Golden Gloves, Ike Casillas, Best Young Player, Thomas Muller, FIFA Fair Play Trophy went to Spain. FIFA released an all-star team based on the Castro Performance Index index and the all-star team for the goalkeeper we have Manuel Neuer from Germany the defenders we have Philip Lam from Germany Juan from Spain Carlos Puyol from Spain and Sergio Ramos from Spain they made up the defenders for the midfielders 
we had, we had Mark van Bommel from the Netherlands, Thomas Muller, Wesley Schneider, and Sergio Busquets. For the forwards, David Villa and Luis Suarez made the all-star team. The dream team. For the first time, FIFA published a dream team decided by an online public vote. People were invited to select a team in a 4-4-2 formation and best coach. Voting was open until 12 midnight on the 11th of July 2010, with entrants going into a draw to win a prize. Six of the 11 players came from the Spanish team, as did the coach. The remainder of the team comprised of two players from Germany, one each from Brazil, the Netherlands, and Uruguay. Goalkeeper Ike Casillas, defender Philip Lam, Sergio Ramos, Carlos Puyol, and Maicon made up the defenders. The midfielders were Xavi, Sebastian Schwansteiger, Wesley Schneider, Andres Iniesta, the forwards David Villa, and Diego Folam. In terms of sponsorship, the sponsors of the 2010 World Cup were divided into three categories, namely the FIFA partners, FIFA World Cup sponsors, and national sponsors. And with regards to the impact that the World Cup had, in a December 2010 quality progress, FIFA president, then FIFA president Sir Blatter, rated South Africa's organizational efforts a 9 out of 10 skill, declaring that South Africa could be considered a plan B for all future competitions. The South African Quality Institute assisted in facility construction, event promotion, and organizations. The main issues listed was lack of sufficient public transportation. In terms of broadcasting, the 2010 World Cup was expected to be the most watched television event in history. Hundreds of broadcasters representing about 70 countries transmitted the World Cup to a TV audience that FIFA officials reported that it exceeded expectations. We had 26 billion people with an average of approximately 400 million viewers per game. FIFA estimated that around 700 million viewers watched the World Cup finals. New forms of digital media have also allowed viewers to watch coverage through alternative means. In the United States, ABC, ESPN, ESPN2 averaged a rating of 2.1 with 2,288,000 households and 3,261,000 viewers for the 64 World Cup games. The rating was up 31% from a 1.6 in 2006, whilst households increased 32% from 1,735,000 and viewers rose from 2,316,000.
the increases had been higher while the U.S. remained in the tournament. Through the first 50 games, the rating was up 48%. Households increased 54% and viewers rose 60%. That is it in terms of the viewership for the World Cup. The Fan Fest. FIFA expanded the Fan Fest hosting in Sydney, Buenos Aires, Berlin, Paris, Rome, Rio de Janeiro, and Mexico City, as well as several venues around South Africa. The Durban Fan Fest was the most popular in South Africa during the tournament, followed by the Cape Town Fan Fest. We will hear from Carlos Puyol to tell us about his journey on that fateful day, the 11th of July, 2010, at the Kosoka City Stadium. Carlos Puyol will be speaking in Spanish, after which I will translate. Así que el entrenador nos habló y nos dijo que teníamos que jugar por nuestras familias, por nuestros amigos, por millones de personas que les podíamos dar una alegría enorme. Entonces intentó tocar un poco más el tema sentimental. Recuerdo estar muy mentalizado sabiendo que era una oportunidad única, que seguramente nunca más volvería a jugar una, una final de un mundial. fue Iker Casillas, luego ya nos lo pasamos entre todos los, los compañeros y muy contento, satisfecho por el trabajo. El trofeo es, es precioso, he tenido la suerte de, de ganar muchas copas, pero puedo decir que esta es la, la copa más bonita, cuando la tienes en la mano es algo, algo especial. No he sido nunca de, de llorar ni por victorias ni por derrotas, sí que eh, me he emocionado, lo he sentido mucho, lo he pasado mal cuando, cuando he perdido, pero lloraba más cuando era más, más pequeñito, luego ya más de profesional, no, no, no recurría a las lágrimas. Recuerdo perfectamente que al terminar el partido nos fuimos al vestuario, estuvimos celebrando, sacando fotos con el trofeo, pero cuando ya llevábamos 20 minutos más o menos ahí dentro, saltando, gritando. Con Sés Fábregas cogimos los dos, una cerveza cada uno, y nos fuimos para, para el estadio, para volver a pisar el césped. Recuerdo que nos sentamos aquí en, un, en el banquillo y estuvimos tomando la cerveza y hablando de lo, de lo que habíamos conseguido, ¿no? que era muy, muy grande, y en ese momento yo creo que todavía no éramos conscientes de todo lo que lo que habíamos hecho ¿no? y de toda la gente que habíamos hecho feliz. That was Carlos Puyol. And what did he say 
I'm translating directly what he said in Spanish. He said, none of the players spoke. Just the manager who told us we had to play for our families, our friends, for the joy we could give to the millions of people. He tried to impress on us the emotional impact of the occasion. I remember that I was very focused because I was aware it was a one-off chance that I definitely wasn't going to play in another World Cup final. On, he was asked again about Ike Casillas, and this is what he also had to say. It was Ike Casillas who lifted the trophy, and the players then passed it around. The trophy is beautiful. I've been lucky enough to win a lot of trophies, and I can say this is one of the most beautiful trophies. Holding it in your hands is something special. I'm not the crying type in victory or defeat. Of course, I have been happy. I have been miserable. I felt, I felt awful after a defeat. And maybe I would cry as a little kid. But since I became a, prof a professional, no more tears. I remember vividly that at the end of the game, we went to the dressing room to celebrate, to take pictures with the trophy, then about 20 minutes of jumping and shouting. I remember Sex Fabregas and I picking up a beer each and going back onto the pitch to be on that grass again. We sat on the bench drinking our beer and talking about what we had just achieved. I, I didn't think at that moment we fully appreciated what we had done and how many people we had made happy. What a powerful statement from Carlos Puyol. As we mark the Yuletide, and as we celebrate the end of the year and the early days, let's relax, take some time, sit back, and reflect on our individual lives, and forge ahead for the times and the future ahead of us. We'll hear again and take excerpts of that World Cup final game between the Netherlands and Spain. The fateful move that led to Andres Iniesta. Fantastic finish, which was the highlight of the World Cup in injury time. But it was a dramatic contest overall. Let's take that. This is it. 853 qualifying matches, 195 countries playing, 20 million fans watching. The World Cup has come to the boil in Soccer City, Johannesburg. Only the Netherlands and Spain are left with the chance to proclaim themselves champions of the world in 2010. Tyson wins yet another header. He's won his battle with David Villa tonight, that's for certain. 
This one's through the middle. It is Ian Robin. Is this the moment? The Netherlands. Casillas saves Spain. Robin holds his head in his hands and can't believe he is not now accepting the glory. Snyder's ball was inch perfect to Robin, who cut between the two defenders, but he couldn't get it beyond the trailing leg of the Spanish captain. Sergio Ramos and Navas back to Ramos. Tries to fend away Elia. Did that successfully, and Van Persie with the opportunity to play Robin in. Oh, and Robin, was he pulled back? And for the second time, Arjen Robin is frustrated by his own inability to beat Ica Casillas. Well, the arm came across from Puyol without doubt, and Casillas was again so quickly off the line. Netherlands Spain is nil-nil and we have 30 more minutes to play. Van Bommel weaves his way between Spanish bodies. But when they win it, there's an opportunity to break and to slip Fabregas good. It is Cesc Fabregas and just as Robin was foiled at this end of the field earlier by Casillas. So Fabregas is followed by Stecklenburg. El Hero Elia. Takes on Ramos. Gets between the two. Down he goes. No foul. And away goes Navas. He's speedy. And he's come a long way with the ball which is now with Iniesta, the back heel from him. They try to open up the Dutch fire another route. Iniesta's in the middle all alone. If Fernando Torres can find him, it's stabbed away uncomfortably to Fabregas. Surely now, surely now, Spain have won the World Cup for the first time in history. And there's Iniesta has broken Dutch hearts with the goal a 116 minutes that promises to say Viva España for the first time ever. Fabregas slides it through and Andres Iniesta blasts it beyond Martin Stecklenburg, surely to grab the glory. The Spanish are desperate to hear the final whistle. There it is, Spain are world champions. 2010 desolation for the Dutch an absolute ecstasy for the Spanish the final score was Netherlands 0 Spain 1 Yes, that was the final and the moment Spain won the World Cup. Just before I would wrap up, I would also give you our Kelly's opening ceremony performance at the 2010 World Cup with a song of victory. Our Kelly's song was the official answer.
So that was Robert Alkelly's song, A Sign of Victory, dedicated to all participating member associations of FIFA represented at the 2010 World Cup. It's been great. It's been exciting coming your way with a Christmas Eve edition of the FIFA World Cup show. I want to take this opportunity to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. I leave you with this Christmas carol and song. Until same time, enjoy, stay blessed, stay safe, and be kind. We